Crystal Craven, a singer, a songwriter, and a worship leader who's passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. Luke 9, 51-56 says, When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers ahead of him, who went and entered a village of the Samaritans to make preparations for him. But the people did not receive him, because his face was set toward Jerusalem. And when his disciples James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to tell fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them, and they went on to another village. Oh, James and John, (laughs) those silly sons of thunder. But as silly and kind of eye-rolling as we see their response, it ultimately is wrong, right? And we know this because Jesus rebuked them over it. And even though there were, like, they were right to not like that Jesus wasn't accepted there, you know, desiring um, that they be consumed, though, showed just how flippantly James and John viewed those people's value to Jesus. And if you think about this, not long prior, um, Jesus had sent them on missionary journeys, and he had already told them that if they were not received, to shake the dust off and keep walking on to the next town. I mean, how quickly they forgot his words and in turn failed to apply them in this next situation. And yet we don't see that Jesus, you know, smacked them upside the head or or even started to yell at them or anything like that. He simply rebuked them. And then he led by example as he went on to another village without further incident. Now, how often do we get all up in arms over something that we shouldn't? You know, or try to make a bigger deal out of something that should remain small. As human beings, we do tend to make mountains out of molehills, right? I mean, sometimes it could be caused by gossip, um, other times over anger, and yet even other times just a sinful desire for drama even. But that's not what Jesus desires for us as children of God, and that's also not a way that we should be acting as ambassadors for Christ. Instead of James and John being saddened by the hard hearts of these Samaritans, they were angered so much that they wanted fire to come down and consume them. That's to kill them. I mean, for all we know, there were people in that village who would eventually believe in Jesus unto salvation as the gospel would later spread into Judea and Samaria and reach towards the ends of the earth after Jesus' death and resurrection. But the anger of James and John had blinded them to the love that Jesus had for these people, despite the fact that they weren't receiving him right then and there. And just as James tells us in James 1 verse 20, the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Now, James and John weren't all bad, right? Their praise here They did go into this village of the Samaritans and they didn't put up a fight over interacting with them like they had when we first read about Jesus talking with the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4. Now, 
while their comment to bring down fire from heaven was said wrongly, it also showed a great deal of faith, interestingly enough, because they had faith enough to believe that if Jesus wanted them to, they could indeed call fire down from heaven and consume the village and that it would happen. I mean, that in itself is a great faith, but in their faith, you know, they were learning as they walked with Jesus, but they still needed a course correction along the way, which Jesus gave them. I mean, ultimately, they had faith and zeal, but their love was lacking. And this is exactly what Paul mentioned to the Corinthians at the the church in Corinth when he said in 1 Corinthians uh, 13 that if he had faith to remove mountains but not love, that he was nothing. And he even further defined what love actually was in the rest of 1 Corinthians 13. Now, lastly, I mean, we assume the rebuke from Jesus wasn't fun for James and John, right? And it probably really pierced their hearts to hear their their teacher, their rabbi, Jesus, rebuke them. I mean, I know it pierces my heart when Jesus has to rebuke me and he's not like face to face in front of me and I'm not hearing his voice audibly, but to hear that, whoo, that was probably not fun at all. And while chastisement and discipline isn't ever fun in the moment, it is effective. And when we get disciplined by God, it's not fun and it's really hard to hear. But a rebuke from God as rough as it is, is a really good thing. And it means that you're his child. So let's look here real quick what Hebrews uh, 12 has to say about this, specifically in verses 7 through 11. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time, as it seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. For the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Now these sons of thunder may have started with desiring to call down fire from heaven, But because of Jesus' rebuke and in the continued training in righteousness, which later would be continued through the work of the Holy Spirit dwelling within them, they ended up being men who not only learned compassion for people, but that they were persecuted for the sake of Jesus uh, without this now former desire to call down fire from heaven. They endured because of the discipline. And then later they endured till their end, having yielded that peaceful fruit of righteousness in their life. So for you, when a situation arises where, you know, you feel quick to anger and maybe a desire for retribution and the spirit of God convicts you of it, 
Don't beat yourself up. Remember, you are his child. That's why you're being convicted. But continue on to humbly repent and ask that God would help you to see other people with his eyes and to have a heart of compassion and love for them the way that he does. Because we all truly need God to teach us to be like him, to you know, do this as we seek justice and love mercy and walk humbly with him as our God. Now, I know I've shared this song before, but you know, whenever something comes up in our studies, um, as we just devotionally study the word that kind of fits with something that I've written in song, I can't help but share it. You know, and I, I do hope that it comes alongside this devotional and really just blesses your heart. Um, because there is something about music, right? We are created as emotional beings, and when we take the Word of God and music and shove it all together, it, it does have an impact that is edifying and encouraging. And so um, I hope that this really encourages you to pray and seek God to teach you to walk and talk and serve and love like Him. Telling me what I should be I don't want to go
Visit crystalcravenmusic.com, and that's Crystal with a K.